Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Michael Finkley Show. I'm Michael Finkley. Today is Friday, August 21st, 2020. Y'all, we made it to Friday. I hope your week was awesome, productive, and now you can get to chill. Let's just chill this weekend. I'm excited for the weekend. Y'all, I'm just... I'm ready to just sleep in on um, Saturday and on Sunday and yeah <laughs> sleep 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 I love it um, so just relax chill out do you right <laughs> so if you have not already please subscribe to our YouTube channel the Michael Finkley show and ring that bell for notification and you will and we will send you an email stating that up uploaded content is available y'all it's Friday excuse me y'all it's Friday y'all <laughs> it's Friday I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry. I'm just so excited on today's show, we have, well, before I get there, I'm having a good hair day. And my hair is finally cooperating. It's down because I eventually want to get dreads. But I've been working on like the curl pattern of my hair for like a few months now. I think I have it down packed, but I'm having a great hair day. It's just, y'all see them curls? Y'all see it? Oh, I love it. Okay, back to this. So, mm -mm -mm, if you have any advice as well. Please let me know. You know, I'm trying to get trying to get that body going. All right. So on today's show, we have Mr. Brian Donato with us, and I'm telling you, as I said before in the promo, he has an amazing story to tell. Um, fatherhood, career, his awesome YouTube show with his partner. It is amazing. Y'all stay tuned for this awesome interview. More to come. We'll be right back. Next, we chat with Brian Donato. We'll be right back. On the next Michael Finkley, Tuesday, we're chatting with Benedict College's Dr. Emmanuel Lalonde and also Mr. James Winfield about admissions, retention, life at Benedict College during COVID-19, and so much more. Don't you dare miss the next Michael Finkley show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Y'all, I tell you, we have another special guest in the building. All right. I got some special people that just love to be on the show and love to share their stories. And we have another special guest with us. And I'm telling you, it's a story like no other. It's full with, you know, fatherhood and college and career, all that kind of good stuff rolled into one. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Mr. Brian Donato. Brian. Hey, Michael, thanks for the, the great introduction there. <laughs> ah, stop. You deserve it and more. How are you? I'm good. How's everything going with you? Good. Good. No complaints at all. So, Brian, can you just tell our viewers a little bit more about you? Take us back to Jersey, you know, in that time of you when you were growing up. Sure. So, I was born in, well, I was born outside of Philly, but I grew up in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was always someone, even as a child, to prioritize just trying to learn, like, my own um, self-development. So I really stayed true to myself, even growing up, kind of stayed to myself, too. So I think just growing up, really being dedicated to my own self-development, I think that really helped me as my career journey went along, as my life went along. So there's been, like, a lot of different points in my life where I've kind of changed the direction from one thing to another. And even from a young age, like always prioritizing my self-development, always taking the school seriously, at least from like 
age 12 to 18. <laughs> so I think I've always been that way, just trying to be a better person. And I definitely hold true to, to those values still to this day. So. so, wow. So in growing up, did you have siblings or were you an only child? Yeah, uh, my brother Rex, he's uh, two years older than me. So he's 29 now, I'm, I'm 27. Um, so yeah, I mean, me and Rex were close and um, I was, always um, big big with family. So my two parents and Rex, I mean, us four were all close and um, growing up, like school was always my thing and then sports too. Um, I didn't really play sports as much as I would have wanted to um, in, in hindsight, but just following sports and having like a sports mindset in terms of, in terms of watching the game, um, playing sports. I think there's a lot of messages that correlate from sports to life and I still use them to this day too. Oh, I love it. So you, you said also, too, that you took school very seriously. So did you always know that you wanted to go to college? Yeah, you know, to be honest, I took school seriously. At the same time, I wasn't one of those kids that woke up in the morning and just loved going to school. I mean, it was still a struggle for me. It was still a challenge, but I saw it as, as a sacrifice almost. I mean, like sometimes you have to do something that might seem boring in the moment, you know, because even if you like learning and stuff, every single class, you're not going to enjoy it. So you really have to have the mindset, um, even through school, it's like you're not going to like everything about it. Sometimes you have to do something you might not enjoy to pretty much get to the point that you want to be and then go to where you want to go. So, yeah, I, I really learned that at an early age, like 12, 13, where I'm like, look, this is my challenge in front of me, going to school, you know, nine to three, Monday to Friday. So I might as well do as well as I possibly can. Yeah, that, that's that's good. That's good. So are you a first generation student? No, no. Okay. Gotcha. So how was that process for you? Because, you know, I'm a big advocate when it comes to assisting yeah. students for college. So how was that for you, that transition from high school to college? How was that for you? Yeah, I think I was, even though I had two parents that went to college, I was still almost lost, not really in terms of what to expect, but what I wanted from college. Because I think I went in at age 18, like most people, um, well, I wouldn't say most, I mean, people go to college at like every different stage in their life. But for me, I went at age 18 and I was really good at math. So I think sometimes people might think they're 18. Let me just major in something that I'm really good at. But if you're not really passionate about it, then it's not going to stick. You're not really going to be studying and learning um, and focusing on it as much as you would like to your freshman year. So that's something that I had to learn where like, I just majored in math because I was good at it, but I didn't really self-reflect that much at age 16, 17, 18 to figure out like, what do I want to major in? What do I, I want to do 10 years from now? And honestly, like, I think that's the one thing that the education system and even colleges, they need to improve on. Because look, I mean, figuring out what you want to do is a long process and you shouldn't be expected at age 18 to just know what direction you want to go. I mean, so I think even in high school, they should emphasize that more, um, you know, different tracks of vocation and, you know, the whole, I, I don't want this to be about, you know, trash on the, the education system, but of course, there's a lot of improvements that can be made. And it starts with really inspiring, um, you know, kids. And then from there, really um, showing them the, the diversity of life and the diversity of different careers out there too. 
So for me, I definitely had to learn that, like 18, 19, 20, figuring out what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely get you. And, you know, that's why when I'm counseling students, I try to get them as early as possible, because even in the sixth grade, you're going to start applying for scholarships for college. But actually coaching students through the process of college should definitely start their ninth grade year, because this is when if you're going to college, this is when admission counselors are looking at grades. I didn't know any of this until senior year of high school. I didn't have that proper guidance. So I definitely, that's another conversation. I definitely agree with you on that. Yes, sir. Sure. Definitely and, will. And, yeah. And one thing I'll add too, I mean, like I'm in, uh, I'm, I'm in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania now. So mm -hmm. for the school system here, even in high school, a lot of times you apply to high schools in eighth grade. So that's kind of a little bit strange to begin with because then it's like, your grades really matter in, in seventh grade, eighth grade, sixth grade, because you're applying to high school. So if you do poorly in seventh, eighth grade, you most likely won't go to a top um, school when you go to high school. So I think, I think teachers, the education system, parents, they have to emphasize, especially in a city like Philly, like education and, and all that, even more so at a younger age, like you shouldn't just be worried about college at age 17, 18, because the building blocks are really your whole your whole childhood really yeah definitely I, I get you and and in your time in college what did you learn about yourself because i feel college yes you're going to get a degree while you're while you're there but it's supposed to change your overall being so what did you learn about yourself yeah well i learned well the first thing i learned was what i didn't want to do so uh -huh. like i said i majored in math and i realized quickly it's like I don't really enjoy this like it's just numbers like although like I was really good at math in high school and I still have like that sort of um right brain they call it I have a lot of left brain too so I need to do something that kind of challenges my creativity and math and even I switched majors to economics um during my first year even that that wasn't really my thing totally too because it, it was just too dull Mm -hmm. um, so I really learned, like, I didn't want to do something like that. I needed something that involved people and involved me kind of challenging myself to think outside of the box. Mm -hmm. So, like, that journey, um, especially my second and third years, I did a lot of volunteer work. So, like, different nonprofits um, at uh, schools. I was a tutor. I was a mentor. So just that sort of work, that really showed me I like to try to empower people, try to positively impact people from that standpoint. And creativity comes into play because you're not, like, painting or <laughs> doing art with them, but <laughs> right. you have to be creative in how you think and how to respond to someone, how to communicate with someone, you know, thinking the best, the best way to impact this young person. Yeah. So I felt like that was a big strength of mine, just mm -hmm. due to my personality. So that's one thing I learned in college. Like I need to do something that is um, really shining my creativity, my open-mindedness, and I can help people through it really. Gotcha. Yes, sir. And even after, college, your undergraduate years, you went on to pursue more education. You have a master's in positive psychology. I've never heard of that program before. Can you explain what that is? Yeah, sure. I didn't hear about it either until I, like, two months before I applied. So <laughs> it's like, so sometimes regular psychology is like studying, I guess, the human mind. But a lot of times um, in psychology, and the world in general, we're treating people that quote unquote have something wrong with them. So you're trying to like fix issues, fix challenges, 
But positive psychology is like the absence of something wrong does not mean everything is right. So it's like you have to combine the two. So if you're going through a major issue, okay, you have to overcome that. That's one side. But then once you overcome that, then where are we going from here? So positive psychology is like what positive psychology is not always thinking positively. It's more thinking in a positive way. So like, what are your goals? Where do you want to go? How are you going to achieve meaning in your life? How are you going to be happy? How are you going to be um, fulfilled from the inside out? So a lot of the coursework was kind of tied in with with that, um, like being mindful, even like life coaching is kind of tied in with that because you're helping people achieve their goals while overcoming their adversity too. So that really led me to it. I was going to go for psych, then I I stumbled upon positive psychology. So I'm like, this looks kind of cool. And I'm, I'm all, and I've always been an outside of the box thinker. So I'm like, this would be more, more fun, pretty much do this for you, get this master's degree and then see what happens from there. And how does that help when gaining that degree? How does that help you with what you do now professionally? Yeah, professionally. So I work um, with 17 to 22 year olds um, out of the foster care system. So I'm pretty much like a life coach, case manager sort of role. So I think a lot of times, especially in this field, like working with young people who are going through challenges, I think sometimes um, social and just adults, they may kind of treat the problem and problem as in like something that the young person or person wants to work on, like treat that, treat the adversity. But then it's like, you're so uh, focused on the adversity. There's a whole nother side of someone's life that you're missing. So like once you overcome whatever obstacle that you're trying to overcome, then it's like you got to try to empower someone. Like, look, like you can do a lot more than this. You can succeed like at all of these levels that, you know, maybe you're not thinking of. So I'm just here to help you out, to support you in that. So that's how it kind of come, comes into play. Definitely get you. Awesome. And then we know that within your all your hard work that you've, you've done over your course, of their, your life right now, we know that behind every awesome man, strong man is a awesome woman. So yeah. talk, elaborate a little bit more on your, on your relationship uh, with Miriam. Yeah, I mean, Miriam and I, we definitely are on the same page with things. Um, and that's particularly important because I think, you know, any couple, um, you know, certain things you may have a different opinion on, but I mean, in a relationship, you have to really communicate to the point that you're seeing things like yeah. as, as a whole. So you're not just trying to be right. You're trying to make the two of you be as great as possible. Um, so that's like a different sort of mindset. And I have that mindset with everything too. Like I'm not really trying to be right. I'm trying to figure out my truth and trying to figure out your truth too. <laughs> so to like try to like combine the two so that we're the best people we can possibly be. And of course, we're we're a parent to a one-year-old too so teamwork yes. is of course so important with that i love it and when we come back brian we're going to talk about fatherhood and how you all are doing this in a great way when you're actually raising your son ace we're right back. coming up brian gives us insight on fatherhood we're right back 
The Finkley Experience is an educational consulting firm that specializes in first-generation education. We assist parents and their students with the college process. We train school administrators, and we also partner with colleges and universities to assist with their first-generation population. To learn more about our consulting firm and to purchase our book and workbook, please visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com. still chatting with Brian over here and we left off with him talking about fatherhood his awesome son Ace can you describe if you can in words what's it like to be a father <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely great I think um, it's it's pretty much like you know it's it's a time in your life when it's not just about you so I think you know college even your early career journey it's all about you, which is not a bad thing. I mean, you have right. to grow yourself. You got to find your career. You got to find the person for you. And then fatherhood and parenthood is like, look, like, it's not just me. It's it's Ace and Ace comes first. So, you know, I really try to be intentional with, you know, being the best father I can be. Um, so I, 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 want, I like to be proactive with parenting. So me and Miriam, I mean, we're thinking of things like when he's five years old, when he's 12 years old, like different mindsets to instill with him. And, you know, it, it's just a journey. So you have to embrace it. You know, there's going to be the ups and the downs and it's going to be tiring, but you just got to see like, look, you really got to work through this and enjoy the process of it. Enjoy your child, even even if you're tired and really, um, you know, trust long term. Like this is going to be an amazing journey being a father. <laughs> I love it. I love it. How old is he again? He's uh, 14 months. Wow, that's amazing. That's awesome. And so let me ask you this question. What's going on in the world today uh, when you're looking at the pandemic, when you're looking at racism in that right, and with, with um, you and your partner, you all are an interracial couple. So how are you and, and your partner going to explain one day to ace this crazy world? Yeah, I think that you make a great point. Um, there's a lot of tension going on. Um, and the frame that we're going to use is um, having the productive mindset through it. So I think a lot of people, they misinterpret what positivity is. And Merriman and I, we talk about this um, on our channel where we kind of go deep into positivity. So it ties in with this because positivity is like you're looking at the reality of the situation at hand. So we don't want ACE to have fake positivity and us, we're like, we're not really seeing everything that's going on. But then once we see everything that's going on, it's like, okay, where do we go from here? Right. You know, like how can we create positive change? How can we try to influence people? Um, so yeah, I really look at it from that frame of mind. And also um, I always think of things like me being into positive psychology, like me and Marion, we think about what we want, not what we don't want. So we focus on like what we want for ACE to do as opposed to avoiding. So of course, like, you know, being racist and racism, that's like a hot topic right now. Yeah. So I was thinking like, what's the opposite of being racist? And it's like being an open-minded person, I think. So that's like the character trait that's like, I think in direct opposition to racist or being sexist or, you know, any, any word like that. So with ACE, like we're really going to raise him to be open-minded. And then, you know, that's like, don't judge people, don't group people don't have biases against people. And then from there, like he needs to have courage to, you know, try to really influence maybe the closed-minded people out there, you know? 
So I think combining that like courage to overcome maybe people being that way towards you and then courage to kind of stand up for, for people and being open-minded, you kind of, you can lead by example there. So we definitely keep like everything um, that's going on in the world in mind, just in terms of like making him as courageous as possible, as open-minded as possible. So that's a really important thing for us. Oh, I love it. I love it. And you mentioned, you know, positivity. You mentioned having an open mind. Things that we need in the world today. But those are different. Those are also topics that you talk about um, within your show as well. Raising an ace. Um, and you talk about, again, being humble, confidence, uh, responsibility equals power. Where, does the, where do these concepts come from? And how did this channel even start? That's a good point. Um... So, I mean, it originally started, honestly, growing up, like I've always been into self-development. So from, it's like, for me personally, I think a lot of times how you raise your child is how you raise yourself. So I've, I've always kept it in mind, like, how can I be these character traits? Yeah. You know, and even positive psychology, I'm kind of through the, the YouTube channel, I'm combining positive psychology and parenting. So every video is like, look, what character trait do we want Ace to manifest? And then how can we get there? Because I think a lot of times, like, quote-unquote bad behaviors or, like, you know, negative character traits, a lot of times parents, they focus too much on that. When, like, look, don't focus on your child being mean. Focus on making them as loving and as kind as possible. So it's, like, focus on what you want, not what you don't want. And, you know, Miriam and I, when we found out she was pregnant, we then were, like, how are we going to raise Ace? <laughs> so it really started then. Um and we've really been proactive in trying to think through, like we want Ace to be great. So what is greatness? What are the character traits that encompass that, you know? Oh, I, I love the way you said greatness because we're already created out of a great man, but our goal in life is to aim for greatness. I'm so glad you said that. And the, and the topics that you all have are surrounding your son Ace, but can these topics actually transfer into actual um, lessons for adults? For sure, yeah. And I was really, I was conscious of that. So even a lot of the concepts we do, um, although Ace is one years old now, very few are for a baby. And we say that a lot. It's like, look, this concept is not really applicable right now for Ace, but when he gets older, he's got to understand this. So like one example is, um, one of our videos was like how to raise a joyful child. So yeah. how to be happy. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of parents and people get happiness confused when they chase kind of like, um, like pleasure in their life and short-term happiness. When for Ace, for example, we really want to prioritize long-term happiness, which comes from like being authentic to yourself, finding meaning in your life, overcoming your adversity. You know, there's a, a quote I like from, um, from David Goggins. He's a former Navy SEAL. He said, his happiness comes from the suffering on his journey and knowing that he never quit through it. So a lot of happiness comes uh, from your pain. So that's just one example when like we talk about really deep concepts that I think everyone could, could benefit from hearing. I love it. I love it. Just the positivity just dripping through the, through the screen, Brian. I love it. And so because we're in a positive mindset right now in a positive state, what is your encouraging word to the world right now because we're just going through it right you know we had a pandemic there was somewhat of a depression during this time as well there are riots happening we have an election that's going to happen in a few months so what is your word of positivity today 
Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, there's so much going on. I think people have to realize that, that adversity is a constant in life. There will never be a time in your life that the world is just calm or yourself is calm. There's always going to be obstacles. And my and our last video on our channel was maintain your inner peace. And I think that's so important right now. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's so important because I think there's so much pressure even to get mad at someone or um, to really have your inner peace disrupted to where your emotions are kind of controlling you and you're not kind of um, taking responsibility for your inner peace or you're not really um, on point from a emotional and a mental standpoint. So some of that is self-care too, being conscious of like how you're feeling. And, you know, with inner peace too, I want to emphasize this. Um, having inner peace does not mean like you're not going through tension inside. Yeah. So a lot of times it's like accepting your authentic emotions inside of you. So if you're mourning, if you're feeling sad, we want to validate that with these. But it's more so you want to you want to deflect all the negative energies coming towards you from other people, from the media, from the news. You want to deflect all of those off and while simultaneously accepting your own um, negative energies and then kind of going war to going to war with yourself, kind of embracing the pain, knowing like this is going to pass. As long as you stay committed to your self-reflection, you're going to be able to overcome this. And a lot of that is being mindful. And there's just there's so much to it. But really, I just hope people just have hope and they really just stay in the present moment and really focus on like where do we go from here? Like everyone, I think, is born to be a courageous person. Everyone. So I think you really got to embrace that and have trust that, look, I'm a courageous person. I can make it through this challenge. Definitely. We can. We sure can. We definitely can. And as you were talking, you know, it, it brought me back to um, just recognizing if things are not going the way you want them to. How if we don't recognize them first, how can we fix them? How can yeah. we? Fix them? So we have to acknowledge it and then go on through the process in that right. Thank you. How can they find you on social media? Sure. So um, on Facebook and on, on LinkedIn, I'm just Brian Donato. Um, on, on YouTube, Brian Donato is my main channel too. Um, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram, but to be honest, just go on LinkedIn. You can kind of find that through there because I'm actually not that, I don't really post much on that. So really LinkedIn and Facebook are the main two. I also have a blog where I write like psychology concepts. A lot of my videos, I post uh, portions on my blog too. So that's sobeit32.com. So you can find me there. And, and I'm open to connecting with people. If you have, um, you know, any feedback or, you know, if you're going through a challenge um, and you're watching this, honestly, I love to kind of share my perspective with people. I'm not saying I'm right, but it's sometimes just hearing a perspective from someone can help. So if you're feeling down, if you're going through a challenge, you know, and you want a perspective on something, feel free to contact me on Facebook or on LinkedIn and, you know, I'll, I'll respond. I love it. And y'all, his information is, is in the description below. Brian, thank you so much for being on and sharing your story and your encouraging words. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. On the next Michael Finkley, Tuesday, we're chatting with Benedict College's Dr. Emmanuel Lalonde and also Mr. James Winfield about admissions, retention, life at Benedict College during COVID-19, and so much more. Don't you dare miss the next Michael Finkley Show.
Hello, buddy. Welcome back. Did you enjoy the show today? Did you? Let's leave those comments below. All right. Thank you, Brian, for being on. I tell you, it was amazing interviewing you. I just love people that are positive, you know, that just have that positive aura about themselves. And I tell you, he's one of them. So, Brian, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I promise you, you will be back because you, I know you have more to say, more to give and more to share. Thank you again. So Tuesday. Tuesday, we're coming at you with a brand new show, and I'm telling you, Benedict College is in the house, all right? Benedict College is in the house. We have the VP of Enrollment Management, Dr. Emmanuel Lalonde with us, and then we also have the Director of Student Retention as well, Mr. James Winfield. I'm telling you, they're going to lay it all down on the line. What is going on at Benedict College? All right, awesomeness, right? And they're going to just tell us everything that's happening and just give us an insight on what's actually happening during COVID-19. How are they handling this? All right. Thank you in advance, guys. I'm, re I'm really excited to, to chat with you. If you have not already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and ring that bell for notification and you will receive an email from us saying, hey, there is new content uploaded. And if you'd love to be a guest on The Michael Finkley Show, please, please, please email us at michael.finkleyexperience.com. Thank you so much for watching, y'all. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.